In the spirit of reconciliation, Siren Sport acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Siren Sport podcast. My name is Kirby Fenwick. As you are probably aware, I'm a co-founder of Siren Sport and I am joined today by a couple of my lovely fellow co-founders, Dr. Casey Simons. Hello, how are you? Hello, Kirby. I'm well. How are you? I'm feeling much better since our last chat. Thank you very much. Good to hear it. (laughs) And I'm also very excited to see Alison Smirnoff. Hi, Al. Hi, remember me? (laughs) (laughs) We've missed you, Alison. (laughs) So busy in clubland doing footy things. Yes. Grand final. My God. Yeah. So by the time this episode gets released, we'll know the result of the grand final. But as we stand now, we are two days out and I am beside myself. With nerves, <laughs> and I don't even play. I'm just the runner, so <laughs> it's a very important position, Al. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's no, it's very exciting for the club. Um, listeners don't know I'm uh, part of the Darabin Falcons, and we're playing in the Northern Football League Grand Final on Sunday against our old arch rival Diamond Creek. So it's um, and that we're you know we're two uh, OG women's teams, so mm. it's really it's really exciting actually. Yeah, 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 it's very, very cool. Very cool. So the plan for today's episode is probably a little bit different in that uh, if you're listening to this on the day this episode drops, it is Thursday, AFLW day, <laughs> the, um, the opening day of the AFLW season. And we really wanted to take this opportunity to just uh, have a bit of a love fest, have a bit of an AFLW love fest. A um, bit of a chat about um, all the things that we're looking forward to for season seven. Um, yeah, that's the kind of whole point of today, really. There's no real structure here. We're not following any sort of pattern. <laughs> we're just going to talk about all the cool stuff that we're looking forward to. Um, I'm I'm going to kick off that I am obviously really looking forward to watching my Bulldogs IRL. I feel like the last two seasons have been really, really strange not feeling like feeling just a bit weird about going to the footy, like not sure, like it's, you know, it's been a challenging couple of years. None of that has necessarily gone away, Um, but I'm very excited to get back and see my dogs uh, play footy. And I've got my tickets for the first weekend, the first game on the Sunday, and I'm I'm really excited to see the Bulldogs on the park at uh, Carlton at Princess yeah. Park. <laughs> I was just going to say, how how are you feeling about them being homeless uh, this season? <laughs> uh, it's a very strange feeling. Um, I did see some video and some photos of the old grandstand at Wittenoval getting pulled down, mm. and that felt really like, oh, don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, mm. especially because it didn't seem like there had been any effort to save any of the signs or like the seating or anything like that and I'm like I would have like bought one of those seats I mean I probably wouldn't have been able to fit it in my backyard or anywhere in my house but because they're so <laughs> long <laughs> but like I would have bought one like maybe we could have saved those signs and and stuck them up on the walls in the club rooms or something but um mm. yeah it does feel a little bit funny not to be uh I mean we won't really be going anywhere near Wittenoval this year 
um, yeah. which kind of sucks because it's always a really beautiful place to watch footy. You have the city yeah. in the back background and it's always just a really, really lovely vibe there. So that's um, a bit of a shame, um, but hopefully Princess Park will be um, an okay substitute. Sorry, Al, you know, it'll just be okay. Okay. Just okay. <laughs> Princess Park, Park is very handy for me because I can walk there. So I've got <laughs> basically double the amount of games to see there this season, but I do love Witten, um, mm. but particularly Witten in summer, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, sitting on the on the grass hill, having a couple of beers with your mates, watching footy, it's great. Um, yeah, it is one of the clubs, I think, who have really nailed the AFLW fan experience. Like going to Witten Oval, the Bulldogs always put on a great experience around the ground there was food trucks little bit of fan zone activities they make it really easy for you to choose where you want to sit whether it's on Mm. the hill and having some drinks or it's in the stands in the shade or going to a bit more of like a a family friendly area that might be away from the drinks or if you want to pay a little bit more money they usually have those little pop-up bars there which make it really cool like I think they've just really got their audience and put that sort of choice out there I've loved going to Witten over the last couple of years because of that mm. and I just wish um yeah without having that venue this season I hope some other clubs have taken note of that and sort of put mm. a few more fan offerings out there because we've got some new teams coming in and new fans and I think this is the season for the clubs to really sort of up that kind of offering to to show new fans what it's all about and sort of keep the fans that have been around coming back it's going to be very interesting to see the new clubs, uh, to see what they do, given that they have the benefit of six seasons watching mm. what everyone else does. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how those four teams go. I think that's mm. going to be a real highlight for me is just watching, particularly because they all seem to have gone about doing things like building their list and whatever quite differently. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they all go and and what they sort of look like as a team on the park. It's going to be interesting. Definitely. I feel like talking about the new teams, and I'm picking on you a bit, Al, and if Gemma was here, I'd probably be doing it the same way because I think you both have very similar footy brains. But I feel like <laughs> talking about the new teams, I'm probably looking forward to seeing them in a very different way. And maybe, Kirby, you might feel similar to me because now I'm just stereotyping all of us firing co-founders. <laughs> but what I'm looking forward to watching with the new teams, and I feel like, Alison, you're going to be looking forward to, yeah, like their list build and how they you know structure out in the park and, and how they actually sort of match up against different teams. I'm just looking forward to like the narratives that they try to put out there and their own stories and how they try to own their stories and what kind of... I guess, narrative they're going to put into this lexicon of AFLW and what their identity is and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> and I think that's so far removed from like the strategy, list build, you know, drafting recruitment stuff that we've talked about for a while. But I just want to see what they are actually going to bring from a club identity point of view, if they just fall in with like the, the sort of men's footy team culture and story and rivalries, or if they're going to build their own um and if they're going to sort of try and create some more rivalries or develop their own story. And I'm really fascinated about that kind of stuff because I think, like you said, Kirby, they've had some time to, to look what's sort of different about AFLW and what they might want to replicate from their own club's point of view, but also like what the opportunity is to kind of, you know, connect to new, a new audience or, or really establish themselves as, um, as a women's program um, within their club. So I'm really interested about that 
sort of cultural stuff. So mm. I'll be reading lots of stories to see how that <laughs> shakes out. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you bring up the rivalry because I was actually thinking about this this morning. Now, I am a Carlton supporter, have been all my life, um, and I watched a lot of Carlton Essendon games through the 90s and early 2000s. And whew, that is, that's, that's a real rivalry. Mm. And mm, I yeah. was just thinking this morning, this, like, the Essendon AFLW team might be the first AFLW team that I don't like very much. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and it's just, and it is, it's just an echo of that rivalry that I, mm. that was very formative for me. And, you know, half of my family back for Essendon. So it's a real, <laughs> like, everyone talks about the, the Carlton Collingwood rivalry, but the Essendon, Essendon Carlton rivalry is next level. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny about not liking them. I feel like that's when, you know, um, AFLW's kind of made it in made a way. It. And I'm using some air quotes there because yeah. I feel like up until this point, you've just loved everyone. Everything, and when I say you, yeah. I don't just mean you, Al, I mean we collectively as an everyone. AFLW community yeah. have just been like, we just love, we just want everyone to be happy and just be healthy and we just love all of them. But now it's like, I'm not really sure about Essendon, to be honest. I don't yeah. think I like it. <laughs> it is on. No, I love that stuff. I love that kind of fan navigation stuff we're getting to experience. Like, it's funny with being a West Coast supporter with Frio and Frio being one of the foundation clubs. Like, I think I just automatically did not like them from the start. And I've, like, <laughs> actively fought against liking them. So they're such a likable team in the women's and they've got so many stars and I would just catch myself watching some games where I'd be like, oh, that was brilliant and oh, how good and just, you know, love their culture. And then I would actively like, I don't know, chastise myself for that. Be like, no, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot, they're Fremantle, did not like them. So I've kind of gone maybe the opposite way where I've sort of naturally liked them and now I'm trying to force the rivalry back in. And I don't know if that's the right way to go about my fandom, but. I just feel like this sense of duty, like I just cannot. So, um, you know, I don't know how I'll feel if um, they ever win an AFLW premiership. <laughs> I feel conflicting. <laughs> it's like leading on from that, I like I'm thinking about the fans of some of those teams that have been waiting for their own team to come along. And I guess, Casey, you've had this experience too with the Eagles, but you haven't had to wait as long had to wait for so long for their own team to come along and they kind of maybe have adopted another team in the meantime. Mm. And then how do you then navigate that? And I'm thinking mostly of the Outer Sanctum crew here oh who have all Same. like nominated <laughs> other teams and now their team has come in. Um, well, for most of them, their team will come in this year. I mean, I, I'm fascinated to, to understand how people will uh, work that out for themselves after having maybe been a Melbourne's fan or a Carlton fan for six years and now your team is on the park. How do you, <laughs> how do you yeah. navigate that? It's such a big one. And, I mean, I definitely am thinking of the Outer Sanctum crew for this, um, especially with how invested and supportive they've been of the league since the start. And I remember talking to, about this um, with Rana Hussein when I was a guest on the fifth quarter on the Outer Sanctum earlier this year because she has her own um, you know, different teams as well in the men's and the women's and and she always felt that she was made fun of for that and told that she wasn't a real fan and I think that's such an interesting experience when we come into women's sport and I think the AFLW is a beautiful um, example of doing fandom differently so like I definitely have the way that 
I'm a fan. And like I said, I sort of bring in that sense, you know, quote unquote, traditional rivals. And that makes sense to me. So I try to use it as a framework, but I think I've got to try and, you know, be a bit more um, flexible in that space because there are so many other elements of the women's game in AFL footy that just are, are so much more fun and, I don't know, offers something different from a fan's perspective that I don't want to deny myself by bringing that, you know, version mm. of a fan from the men's game into into the women's game because I think part of it is just that that openness and you can be who you are and who you want to be and you can connect a footy in a way that feels the best way for you to do that and the most fun for you. So I'm so supportive of everyone coming into that space, you know, supporting the league as a whole, supporting multiple teams, following their players around because that's that, that their sense of connection to the game and that's what makes it special and, and makes it so much more like safe and wonderful and, and celebratory. Um, but yeah, I also love that layer of bringing in the rivalries and, and having that bit of banter because um, I think we can do it in a way in the women's space that is, like not as um, maybe it is a little bit antagonistic and you know, it can be a bit, you know, um, <laughs> pointed sometimes, but I don't think I can't see it getting to the level that we've experienced in the men's game where it gets yeah, really exclusionary so. and ugly. Yeah. Um, so I, I see like all sides of that fan experience in AFLW. And I think those who feel a bit weird about their team coming in because they've adopted another club or, feel weird because their players being traded around um just like wear all the colors wear all the scarves buy all the memberships do what you want like you know what we need live your best fan life you know what we need you know that ad that the afl's put out where it's like the jumper is like it looks like a patchwork quilt like of all the different yeah, jumpers yeah yeah why don't they make a jumper like that seriously why don't they make one mm-hmm. of those and then we could just wear them and just like that would be like you just support everyone I yes. would buy one of those jumpers for sure yeah. if they sold that. Like patchwork mm. quilt of all the different teams. That would be really, really cool. I'd be so up for that. Yeah. And also an AFLW membership that's yes. like a league membership. And I know that I'm not coming up with that. Like people have been saying it for ages on Twitter, <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. Like they they, mm. they they sell AFLM memberships for the season. The entire league, yeah. For the entire league. Like I have several teams that I support very strongly, I, I would love to be able to just have a membership that covers the league. Yeah, mm. 100%. I think, um, like, I'm a um, an AFL member, which is, you know, the AFL-M, and I know the last couple of seasons they've integrated access into the AFLW through that, but it's not the same as what we're sort of talking about here is where you have something that exclusively supports the women's competition, shows your fandom, where you know that, that like I, we try to do I guess we do this to ticket sales and membership sales at the clubs but I know that there's like a lot of fans out there who actually just want to show their advocacy by purchasing things and showing mm. that the numbers are there and mm. we need these things to show that those tangible levels of support that some people need um those people who are just looking for the numbers and the fans are there waiting to do that but we just don't have that many options to do it so we see you know like the Sydney Swans inaugural AFLW membership just smashing it when they came out and that sort of stuff is so great to see but you know it is a bit limiting when we have these different kinds of fans around AFLW that there isn't that many options I know some people um, and probably looking at you Kirby have bought memberships for other clubs that they haven't grown (laughs) up and supported their whole life which is really wonderful to see but I'm sure there are fans who just don't really want to do that and engage with 
specific clubs. They just want to support the league. And I think it's the same with merchandise, like you mentioned, having that patchwork style Guernsey, but even just like T-shirts, like the one that you had to make yourself, Kirby, that said like, <laughs> I love AFLW. I mean, I just want to wear something that shows my support of the league. Um, you know, I love wearing my West Coast gear, but they, they're not here that often. Like I go to so many other AFLW games and I want to do something that shows my fandom and wears mm. my heart on my sleeve and, is something that's just generic and shows my support for women's football more broadly. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening out there that has any pulling power in these areas, please. It's such a no brainer though. I, I feel like we have this conversation every year, but it's just such a no brainer. Yeah. Like making it like I've seen um, on some social media stuff this week with the AFLW, Bridget Husswaite was on there and she was wearing like an AFLW scarf. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would buy that. I don't know yeah. like where it's for sale but I would buy it like it's just it just to me seems like such a lost opportunity like to just be just give us so much merch like I, I will buy scarves and jumpers and t-shirts like it but it's not available to you and so you buy what you can um but yeah you're right Casey like if I'm gonna go to um the SNN Hawks game on Saturday night at Marble Stadium I'm, I don't want to wear my Bulldogs jumper. I don't want to wear my Bulldogs scarf. Like, that will feel weird. You know, I'll be like that one Rabbitohs supporter that's like at every like, <laughs> NRL game everywhere. You know, I would I would feel much more comfortable if I was wearing something that was like identifying myself as an AFLW fan and not necessarily like a fan of of either team. Um, yeah, that's such a missed opportunity. But there you go. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, I've seen pictures of those scarves too, and I think they were little promo kits for people um, or if influential influencers, not fake influencers like myself who like to pretend they're an influencer. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get one of those little scarves. But yeah, I would. I'll make you one, Casey. I'll make you one. There's a few other things that I'm really looking forward to this season. Obviously, because um, you mentioned the fan activations, I hate the word fan activation, that like whole phrase. I just find that like quite grating. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to getting back out to the grounds and seeing the mascots and seeing like getting some records. I always like to buy like a couple so I can put one away for my archive and then like use one throughout the season. Like I'm looking forward to just like getting back into all that kind of game day stuff and seeing like what random stuff the clubs have available. I know last year, was it last year or the year before the Bulldogs had like jelly beans like red white and blue jelly beans (laughs) like all that sort of stuff I'm really really excited to get stuck back into like just seeing what what kind of nonsense the clubs have come up with for fan activations (laughs) (laughs) I love that I haven't really thought about that sort of stuff yet um but I mean I feel like you've summed up kind of what I'm looking forward to too like I guess this season because like you mentioned at the top Kirby um I probably have been probably a little bit disengaged the last two seasons because of the pandemic and mm. things not being as accessible as, as um as what they used to and part of that the fan experience for me is like what I really loved about the AFLW and just going to the games and just meeting friends there and standing in the outer and, and chatting to people and being around all that stuff so I like I probably haven't really reflected on how much I've missed that so hearing you mention that now I'm just like yes 
yes I wonder if they're bringing out some more random bobbleheads again like Carlton did a few years ago because I still have those in my archives too and I like the same person sometimes and that's why people confuse our names because we do the same things (laughs) but I have a box of every AFLW like bit of memorabilia or stuff that I've collected since season one um just because yeah I think that stuff's important and I want it and I want to keep all that stuff um I love all that so yeah I would love to go see what all the clubs are doing collect all the things and yeah just be in the outer again my gosh I've missed it I've just missed seeing all my AFLW friends and the people we see on social media and have met through Twitter over the years just I feel like I haven't seen so many people in person in so long so I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, 100%. Just like walking around, well, obviously I won't walk around Witten Oval, but like walking around like Princess Park or going down to like Arden Street and just like, you know, seeing someone and just being like, hi, how are you? You know, like just like people, like you said, Casey, people that you know of Twitter or whatever, like it's just Mm. such a lovely community and it's always it always feels like every AFLW season, it feels like you're stepping back into that little bubble and the bubble keeps getting bigger because we've got like more teams and like more support community, you know, coming along for the ride. Um, but yeah, it is nice. It, I am looking forward to that too. Those kind of like just kind of serendipitous moments where you run into people that you might not have seen for ages or um, yeah, all that sort of stuff, which is such a joy, such a joy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to wearing my scarf to the footy and it being weather appropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what do you mean, Al? 35 degrees is perfect weather for football. I mean, it's great for great for mopping mopping the brow when it's 40 degrees. But <laughs> actually for warmth, I'm actually looking forward to wearing my footy scarf. Um, as this is coming out on Thursday, I actually, I'm just looking forward to this day. It feels like Christmas to me, the yeah. opening game of the season. And I just love that it's at Icon Park again. And I just, I mean, it's just like reliving that 2017 moment. Mm. And it's just, and and you're right, like, like you've both said, the community comes together again and it starts again. And I, it's just, I'm just so excited. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry yeah. AFLW Merry, Christmas. Merry AFLW. Oh, my gosh. Just, but yes yeah. to the scarf, 100%. <laughs> I know. So much of my, like, talking about fan merch and stuff, like so much of my footy fan wardrobe is not appropriate for past AFLW seasons. So yes. just imagine the outfits that I'm going to come up with this season. I'm actually looking forward, um, just riffing on that, Al, I'm looking forward to the commentator saying perfect weather for footy and it actually is close to perfect weather for footy <laughs> yes, as yes. opposed to the like to the like temperatures that they often say, yes. oh, it's perfect weather for footy. I'm like, yeah, yes. for spectating maybe, but definitely not for playing. Yes. Give me 15 degrees overcast. That is perfect weather Thank for you. footy. Thank you. That is perfect weather for footy. Anything over 20 degrees is too hot. Too hot. Way too hot. you need to put sunscreen on, that is a problem. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, some, um, some football-appropriate weather. Absolutely looking forward to that. <laughs> you know what else I'm looking forward to? Erin Phillips in a Port, Phil- in a Port Adelaide Guernsey. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, even even the the pictures of her from the Captain's Day. Imagine in the car. Oh, yeah, but just that imagine needs to being be a, a statue. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, imagine being a Port true. fan. Like that would just be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that video of her telling her dad that she was captain. Oh my god. Oh, 
lost made it. me cry yeah 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 <laughs> it just feels like a real coming home moment yeah yeah, yeah. it was like that's I think that's the kind of stuff I was, I was talking about before like the narratives and the stories like I'm 100% bought into all that sort of stuff mm. like yeah Erin Phillips returning to where her father played and you're getting to put on that jersey and you're being led by like Lauren Arnell like as coach like that sort of stuff I'm all for um yeah I cried a lot too Alison <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's oh. I feel like there's a big moment like that every AFLW season. So yeah, yeah. But I am also a big crybaby. So <laughs> me too. Do you know what I was thinking this morning though? Like thinking about this episode and having this conversation. Like this is the last time that we will have new teams come in unless mm. the AFL finally gives Tasmania a team, and then hopefully we'll have a 19th team, the Tassie devils maybe i'm not sure what they'll call themselves but anyway that's a a minor (laughs) detail but this in a way feels like a kind of i guess a turning point for the competition and it feels like i mean there will of course be more firsts like there's always going to be more firsts first play to 100 games like first i don't know a thousand goals like whatever there's always going to be more firsts but like this feels like a big moment where like there won't necessarily be another round of firsts for teams Mm. like first game for SNM first game for Sydney Port Hawks you know first time they play other team well I mean they'll obviously be first time they play other teams because we're not playing a full (laughs) season yet (laughs) but it does it does feel like some sort of a bit of a turning point this season with like you know we now have all 18 teams in like it's it feels like some of those firsts will kind of start to disappear a little bit Mm. yeah it's interesting thinking about it that way like I know in some sort of weird way it kind of and I hate using this word but it kind of like normalizes the Mm. competition a bit like I think we have these conversations every now and then about AFLW and it's not just AFLW it'd be like other women's sporting codes too about like you know sometimes how they're treated a bit gimmicky and um you know they are truncated seasons and we do use a lot of celebratory language just to really pump it up and and there's definitely a place for that but I think like what we've touched on just earlier now we're sort of getting into like the guts of it it's like we yeah we've had those first we've had those celebrations it's almost like now it's like all right well let's get down to business and I don't want to say that in a way that these past few seasons haven't been these teams getting down to business because they've mm. absolutely you know played with grit and have achieved so much and have done it really tough um so I don't want to use like the term gimmicky to diminish the actual efforts of the clubs and the athletes in any way at all but I think you explaining it that way Kirby does make me feel like it's yeah a bit of a sort of turning off the tide almost like it's it's sort of a different vibe going into it but it still brings all of the great stuff that we've enjoyed for the last few seasons with it as well so that's yeah it's interesting to reflect on it that way that it's um yeah, the sort of complete season now, not really complete because they don't play it, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all there. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. That makes me feel, I don't know, kind of like really happy um, that it's just kind of a bit more of a, I want to find a better word than normal. What's a better word than normal? I hate using that term because what is normal? But that it's a bit more of a... Um, in-line season with what we come to expect from sport, I suppose, when we think about the men's code. 
Now I'm just waffling on a bit. I don't think I'm really making sense anymore <laughs> okay. because you've just given me some thinking points, Kirby. I'm just thinking oh, I'm, about I hope this said. will turn into some more research. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, I think there's just, yeah. I mean, for me, the like you were saying, Al, about like stepping back into that, you know, going along on Thursday night and, and it's just, yeah, it, there's some really shitty stuff that's always sort of drags around um, with this competition, which is really unfortunate. You know, like there's the stuff around like pay and equity and to opportunity and, you know, there's the season, which is not long enough and, you know, all those other kinds of things that we really struggle with and, you know, there's that kind of juggle that the players are expected to do and how that impacts on their lives and, you know, and all those kind of things. Um, but, yeah, it's just, and and I hope that, you know, then the four teams coming in can kind of just add to that joy and 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 complement it and and bring their own sort of version of AFLW along um to what we have already built and created. Um but yeah just I'm I'm just so excited for the season to kick off. I'm just really looking forward to it. Um yeah for the second time in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's still just so bizarre to get our heads around that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that off-season was just so, like, the turnaround has just been so quick and so much has happened. All the new teams have come in. They've done full list builds. There's been a lot of player movement. I'm actually looking forward to the season starting and just remembering who plays where. Right. <laughs> I was looking, That's why I need a record, Al. <laughs> I was looking at Melbourne team photo and I was just like, oh, yeah, Sabrina Duffy. <laughs> place for Melbourne now oh my god she does too I know I was like I completely forgot in all of the stuff that happened I completely forgot that she did and what a great Mm -hmm. get (laughs) Melbourne like yeah I feel like you're right like it happened so fast that you didn't you barely had time to process all that change yeah completely Mm mm-hmm I'll absolutely be doing that alongside you, Alison, because there'll be so many that I've forgotten too. Yeah, like, the first couple of weeks will be like, oh, shit, yeah, like remembering. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, don't, yes. I don't keep a database like Gemma. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma will be listening back to this and just laughing at us You'll going like, like, oh, what my are you God, talking what? about? <laughs> I'm all over this. How could you not know? <laughs> I'm sorry, Gemma. But how did you feel, Gemma? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Gemma. We do love we you. We do love you, Gemma. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, something that I'm looking forward to, which will have just come out um, the day before this pod drops, so uh, which will be will be last night, so Wednesday night, will be the um, – the release of the AFLW documentary, Fearless. Mm. And I think it just made me think of that um, when you were talking about that, Al was trying to keep on track with, you know, play movement and everything, which I just feel like I have not done. I think I was across it at some point when things were happening and now I'm just completely lost. So all of that stuff I think will be a big reveal to me once the games start happening. But I think um, – the promos for that documentary in the week leading up to it, and it'll be six parts really each week alongside the competition. That's the sort of stuff that makes me get really excited for a new season because I think my sort of sports brain does disconnect a little bit in off seasons because I'm not an analytical footy fan. I'm not really following too much um, draft or trade stuff. Um, 
I, like I said earlier, like I'm sort of there for the story. So if there are stories and stuff happening, um, I'll follow along that. But I feel like um, with men's sporting teams and leagues and seasons, there's so much build up and you know some like you know short films or documentaries and there's all that kind of really overproduced like um, trailers and advertisements for new seasons that bring in all these metaphors and everything that's very cliched, I know, but that's the kind of stuff that gets me as a fan and gets me excited and then starts to make me think about a new season and what could unfold. And I feel like there's been definitely some good AFLW ads being made in the last couple of years and starting to be a few little video packages here and there. But seeing this documentary advertised has really like brought me back into the season. And I saw like a few little previews for it the other night. I was lucky enough to go along to the launch at Marvel Stadium. And that's when I think my AFLW like season switched on when I started to see that footage again. I was like, oh yeah, like this is coming. Like this is going to start again soon. And oh yeah, I remember that from last season and you know, going into that, into the rooms and that the fly on the wall stuff that's going to be in the documentary and being part of that sort of stuff is what like, it's it was literally like a switch. And I was like, okay, like I'm in now, like I'm ready for this season to start. I want the stories, I want the drama, I want the action. Um, so that's what I'm so looking forward to following something like that, like a narrative driven production alongside the live action, I think it's going to be a really interesting fan experience. So watching a documentary episode each week and then a round of footy each week, I'm really looking forward to it with my fan lens on. So I just want to also shout out to people who are thinking about doing that kind of stuff. Like, yes, please create more stuff um, to lead up around women's sports. So documentaries, films, books, short stories, whatever. I just want it. I want it all. I'm so disappointed I missed um, getting along to that this week or last week. But, um, yeah, I'm also looking forward to seeing that. I think it's going to be a really interesting experience is like watching something that's reflecting on last season while mm. this season is happening. Yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting. And I'm I'm very interested in the timing. Obviously, you're releasing at the start of the AFLW is like a hype kind of thing, of course. But um, it's going to be really interesting to be watching like, yeah, that reflective kind of thing next to today. It's mm, going to be yeah. an interesting juxtaposition. I agree. Mm. This is a complete segue, but I think we're going to have to do an episode of um, doing a deep dive on a league of their own. Yes. Just, <laughs> just putting that out there. So, listeners, it's it's coming. I, I've, yes, still got it two ep- coming. I've still got two episodes to watch, so... <laughs> I haven't started watching anything yet, but I'm um, cr- making some time this weekend to sit down and try and um, watch a bit of it because um, I've heard some really amazing things. And I actually came across um, just like following on from your segue, <laughs> just like jumping in. <laughs> we're but jumping I, into it now. We're I see. We're right I see, in the segue now. <laughs> we're basically doing that episode now. <laughs> I see. I seen a thread on Twitter. Um, I think it was from one of the show's producers. I'm not sure. I need to go back yeah. and find it now. You know when you don't bookmark a tweet and then oh, it goes and now I have, I'm going to spend days looking for it. <laughs> so if someone re- like knows what I'm talking about, please send it to me. But um, this person was talking about the historical context and how uh, a bunch of, of course, I would talk about this, but how a bunch of people were like, oh, this is, you know, like you're being really woke and like putting all these, you know, different ethnicities and and, and different people into this story. And this person had done this thread going, mm, no, actually they're, they were there. Like you're just not aware of it yes. <laughs> because, mm. you know, for whatever reason, well, we know the reason, these stories haven't been told and shared and they're not, you know, as a part of the wider kind of cultural narrative around this sport. And I found that thread just 
it just gave me life because I'm like, yes, this is exactly right. All this stuff is already there. These people were there mm. and they mm-hmm. have just been whitewashed out of history or written out of history. Um, and so these kind of projects that put them back where they belong um, is, I mean, mm, yeah, beautiful. It's, Love it. Uh, All about it. You are in for a treat. I'm oh, like, I'm, wait. <laughs> I'm beside myself about how much I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good to, to see that stuff just being created and just to touch on those missing histories. Like, I mean, we need more of that stuff around AFLW to maybe segue back to AFLW. But, I mean, that's what I loved about what you did like a few years ago, Kirby, with your audio documentary and just starting to talk to people who had been around women's footy for so long. And it's awesome that I got to like sort of first connect with you, Alison, when you were doing um, your website and Change Her Game and and you had all these stories from your experiences at Darabin and we've got to do some work with Darabin and, and their history which is incredible. And there's just so much stuff out there that I know the AFL is starting to do more work around um, like finding those stories and, and integrate them back into their marketing campaigns and acknowledge that, you know, women's football has not just been going for, for six years. It's been going for a lot longer. Um, but because that wasn't recorded and, and celebrated and really valued at that time, there's so much stuff missing. I'd love that yeah. work to be done yeah. and to be done in creative ways, like a series, like a league of their own. Because mm. um, that's the stuff that people watch and connect to. And that's how we learn histories through pop culture and, and you know, engaging with things that sort of, you know, pique our interest a bit more. Like some people are just not going to be interested in watching the sport live. And I get that, you know, not everyone wants to watch live sport, but they might be interested in the human stories around sport mm. and just watching and, you know, an action packed sports movie, because it's not all about the game. It's about the action and the drama. And, you know, I've got no problem with people who want to identify as being a sports fan in that way too. Um, and I think we could find so many more sports fans if we had those, those artifacts and creative products that, that bring those stories in and give voice to so many people who have mm. been excluded for so long. So yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to with saying, this because I know you all agree with me but maybe if someone's listening who knows someone who's got some like funding capabilities yeah someone someone finance something someone finance me and Al to make a movie about the early years of the of the VWFL yes absolutely my god it's just such a rich history and like the community that was created and the safe spaces that were created like they're the stories that's why we have an AFLW You get no argument out of me. I'm all here for those projects. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can be producing some more of them. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. (laughs) And I will. I'll I'll give you a call later. We'll discuss our our movie project. Oh, this has been such a joy. It's been such a joy to chat to you both, um, have a bit of um, fun reflection on what we're most looking forward to about the AFLW kicking off. I feel like there's a, like dozens and dozens of things that we didn't touch on that we're looking forward to. So if you're listening to this, tweet us, Instagram us, DM us, tell us what you're looking forward to. Or if you see us at the footy, um, say hello. Yes. Please. Please do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Casey, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me mostly on Twitter at Casey Simons. Um, I'll probably be tweeting lots about AFLW this season, so um, strap yourselves in. Um, but not <laughs> as smart stuff as uh, Alison and Gemma and probably Kirby are going to tweet. I'll just be tweeting lots of my fan outfits and silly things that I find interesting. So, um, but if you enjoy that, please give me a follow. And I'll probably be doing the same over on my Instagram, which is Casey underscore Wright. 
Elle, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Alison Smirnoff. Um, I have been like not on Twitter very much lately because of, you know, full-time work and life. community community football and life. <laughs> um, but community football is about to finish for the year. So I'll be back with a vengeance. <laughs> Love it. That sounds AFLW. like a threat and I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving my AFLW opinions strongly. Um, uh, and I'm also on Instagram at L underscore Spurnoff underscore. Beautiful. You can find me at Kirby Kirby B. Um, I probably won't be talking about stats, but I will be talking about stories. And there may even be a return of voices from the stands yet to be decided. Who knows what, what I will determine in the next week. But if you see me at the footy with a microphone, please come and say hello. Um, you can follow Siren Sport at Siren underscore sport on Twitter and Instagram or on Facebook too. You can sign up to our newsletter, head over to sirensport.com.au and check that out. And uh, we will talk to you next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>